So yeah. I have no there's idea. limits, but there's limits. Yeah. I mean, they always talk about it. Like, uh, I don't know. David Letterman used to talk about it all the time on his show when they would play clips and stuff. Um, he says, okay, we can only play so much of this clipper. I have to pay for it. That kind of thing. Um, anyway, 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 we're recording. Uh, let's get uh, started. I'm going to push the uh, button again and we'll get going. Welcome to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. We are here to podcast about anything and everything Star Wars with you. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's HTTPS colon backslash backslash R-A-B-R Kyle That's R-A-B-R dot K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S. On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn... How to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at rabr.kailejohanse.us. Hey, and now, it's time to talk Star Wars. I am Kyle John Johansson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say hello. Hello. Andrew's not here today. He's uh, pulling another uh, double shift kind of thing because he's got someone, I think, either quit or sick or something at work. Uh, but we have Rick today. We didn't have him last week, but we got Rick today. So say hi to everybody, Rick. and. Hello. Get started. All right. Today we're reviewing uh, the Bad Batch season two, episode five, called Entombed. Um, and then we're gonna we're gonna kind of uh, discuss a little bit. We don't have any news today, so we're not gonna go through that. Um, I did want to kind of uh, point something out. We could briefly talk about it. I don't really have an article for it, but it's. It's something that I wanted you guys to notice as well. And then, um, like I said, discuss it. We'll have a question of the week. We'll go over that, which I think we're going to come up with on the fly because I haven't come up with it yet. Um, and, uh, yeah, our, our thoughts and predictions of what's going on in the future. So, beginning with that, I'm going to push the spoiler thing so we can uh, make sure nobody gets spoiled. Spoiler alert. Danger. You are about to be spoiled. This is... All right, that's enough of that. Um, so, yeah, so anything that you hear from going forward is going to spoil the episode, so go watch it and come back, and uh, then you can uh, enjoy it with us. All right, so... Uh, so the thing I was going to talk to you about... Um, and I wish I had some better, I had some like screenshots that I could show you too, but I don't. Um, but I don't know if you've noticed this season, there are, um, the, I guess the armor that our team's wearing is a little bit different color than it was last season. 
Don't know if you've been paying attention enough to see that or not, uh, Rick, at all. Um, yeah, but... I, had, I actually noticed it the first uh, the first episode, but just kind of figured yeah. it was a change of you know like reference. They're they're stepping away. It is in a way, um, but also um, their their armor is a little bit darker too. Like it's a little more grayer, darker gray than it was before. Yep. And then like there's orange on their shoulders in, in different spots, right? Yep. Um, previous season, um, maybe on their shoulders they had red, and then there was like red stripes and stuff. You know, and I think it's it's kind of what you're saying is is um, they're distancing themselves from from the empire because um, I, I bring this up really because that episode we had with Cody in it, um, where they were at the you know the memorial wall and stuff, whatever he had that mission three. Yeah, yeah. Um, solitary clone was the episode. Uh, anyway, Cody was all he had all white and his shoulders were gray. Um, sort of. Sometimes they were all white. Sometimes they were gray in the episode. Um, and Cody um, in the uh, Clone Wars, the movies, all that stuff, his was uh, a goldish yellow color on his shoulders and you know on his helmet and stuff like that, and it designated his rank. You know, so he was uh, he was Captain Cody, um, and then there was there was uh, a couple of other people. Captain Rex, he was kind of bluish color, right? Um, and that kind of designated their their uh, also the colors designated their um, their troop, what troop they belonged to, um, you know, regiment troop, whichever it was, and. Um, it's kind of like an they, MOS specialty in the military, right? Right. The 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 captains and stuff always had a little bit, either more color or it was just a slightly different color than the rest of the the team did. Um, and like like I said, you can see in ours. There's another reason too, and I read about this the other day. Um, the people thought that our team uh, looked. Uh, too close to um, their uniforms look too close to regular troopers, clone troopers. And because they're, you know, the bad batch and they're supposed to be, you know, different and stuff, they, they thought they needed to change the color a little bit. So it was more grayish color and, and stuff. Um, well, they're, kind not of, uh, to, they're not getting to go to the clone wash either as often. So, yeah. you know, they're both dirty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. I like it. I love it. The RT units aren't able to scrub them as clean as if they were still, you know, with the Empire and, and being maintained. The dry yeah, cleaning yeah. is a little more expensive now. Sid, Sid doesn't have a good facilities for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she, her diversity, her portfolio diversity is, uh, is being limited now. Right. All right. So uh, let me just push this to signify we're done talking about that because that's unless you have anything else that's all i had to say about it, it was just kind of no, pointing I, it out. Some, yeah i'd seen some some stuff too and and people were talking about it i just kind of figured it was a little subtle you know the writer's subtle way of saying that uh we're we're stepping away from the empire and we're our own little unit and uh you know this is kind of showing we're stepping away and and branching out plus you know they're 
I kind of jokingly said that, but they, uh, they're not with the empire anymore. So they're not getting all the perks of, you know, of, right. of large, I mean, they're, you know, they're on their own. They're not taking time to clean their uniforms and look presentable like they would have had to have. No one's under, you know, they're not under control of anyone. Right. And they probably, let's say they had the ability to, you know, if they damaged their uniform, they could replicate a new one. Oops, I pushed the button early. Um, they could replicate a new replacement, right? Yeah. Now yeah. they're now that they're on their own, they have limited uh, abilities to do that. Yeah. They could probably do it somewhere, but not as easily as they could before. Well, they'd have um, to shoot a gun trooper and then rec- requisition the uniform. <laughs> right? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, I did the end of the news thing. So let's go back in here. So uh, the Bad Batch season two, episode five, entombed. Aired on January 25th and was 29, 29 minutes long, um, which is one of our longer episodes so far this season. Uh, in the cast, we had, of course, uh, uh, D. Bradley Baker was all the clones. Michelle Yang is the uh, Omega. We, of course, this episode had uh, Fee Genoa, which is Wanda Sykes. Um, and those guys in the bar, uh, Bolo is Liam O'Brien, and Ketch is Sam Rigel. Um, those are those two guys that are always in the bar drunk and stuff. Um, yeah. And uh, all right, let's do an advertisement. Too many buttons today. Are you planning your next trip to Tatooine? Well, come on down to Pelly's Modern Repair Shop, where our droids will spruce up your wagon. We'll service just about anything from Starfighter Corellian Y1300 Freighter to a Vespa Hovering Scooter. If we don't have the part, we can get it. If you qualify for our special program, we'll provide you with any part our Jawas can get. Well, that's right. Come on down to Pelly's Modern Repair Shop, where we can store fuel and upgrade your vessel. We're located at Tatooine's Moss Eisley Spaceport, Hangar 35. 35. Yeah, we'll get to see a bunch of her in the uh, Mandalorian soon, I hope. Yep. Well, it's All right. Clone wash yep. with free every visit. Exactly. Free clone wash. Yeah. I might have to do a new commercial for clone wash now. Come yeah, on down yeah. to our clone wash. Like spray your... Uh, for clone uniforms. Exactly. <laughs> All right, it's time to grab your favorite beverage, pull up a chair, join us in the Rebel Alliance briefing room as we're about to get into the episode here. So uh, we start out with a uh, Wrecker and Omega searching a junkyard for a spare compressor. Uh, Wrecker retrieves a compressor from the wreckage of a uh, lat of a lat gun, while Omega finds an oval and a ball-shaped object. Meanwhile, uh, Fee Gianoa is recounting fighting the Octomorph to recover the Grand Pearl of Novak uh, in the presence of the Ithorian Bolo and the Wakeway Catch Echo Hunter and Tech are also there. Tech notices that Gianoa keeps changing the story and Hunter responds that Bolo and Catch will believe just about anything. Wrecker returns with a compressor. Omega shows the relics, including a broken manifold generator that she retrieved 
but Tech thinks she should have left them in the junkyard. Giannotto recognizes one of the objects as a compass with coordinate markings, and she gives it to her droid Mel to shine a light on the object. When she recognizes it as the coordinates to Kaldar Triatary System, Tech remarks that that system is uncharted, prompting Giannotto to respond that the best treasures are always found off-grid. Yeah. So what do you think about um, Fee getting more time, like you were saying before? Remember, you you predicted she was going to be back on. Oh, yeah, I was kind of excited to see her. So it's kind of yeah. exciting to uh, see that she was there and, and Sid was out of the picture. So yeah, no. And Sid's still uh, recovering from, you know, the racing. Uh, <laughs> we'll see, that was also episode... That was last episode, right? Episode four. Yep. 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 So, yep. Because that they, might be our question of the week. Yeah, commented that they didn't have a mission, so it seems like they have some free time on their hands. Yep, they had free time and um, in between missions, basically. So they just got done with one and uh, yeah, you know, waiting for the next one. Had to get some. Um, part. Yeah, I don't. I don't. They didn't even say what the part was for, but they needed a part for something, probably their ship. I don't know. Um, or maybe it was just to uh, run the uh, the video game machine. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah, something for the bar. Yeah, maybe to pump out some more uh, draft beer. Yeah, soda machine went bad. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, so Omega is excited about the prospect of the treasure hunt, but Hunter is skeptical. Uh, and Hunter is kind of uh, pretty much grouchy the entire episode. Gianoa offers to split the treasure uh, find by half if the Bad Batch uh, goes. Wrecker is supported since they aren't on a mission. Echo reminds them that their last last, last lost treasure hunt uh, didn't go well. And Gianoa claims that she is a professional um, and it'll, you know, kind of tries to convince them that it'll go better. Um, and since uh, Omega is so excited and, and is, is, you know, got her, you know, sweet little Omega eyes on Hunter complies, uh, the clones and GNO travel aboard the Marauder. Uh, and GNO ingratiates herself with Omega, claiming that she has traveled to countless uncharted worlds with Mel, keeping track of their adventures. Hunter believes she is a pirate, but Gino styles herself as a liberator of ancient treasures. She regales um, Omega with a story about discovering the blade of Zaktapar while Hunter exits the lounge. Upon landing, the Bad Batch and Gino discover that their destination is scorched in lifeless world with charred vegetation. The compass begins buzzing, and Echo leads the group uh, including Mel, the coordinates take them to a barren, barren forest reaching a dead end uh, with a bunch of hills and rocks in front of them, right? Omega proposes yep. going around the mountain, and Gianoa believes that the compass is telling them to go inside. She uses her cutlass to cut a hole through the rocks. With Wrecker's help, they discover a secret entrance. As they enter, they're being watched by a fanged reptile creature. Dun, dun, dun. 
uh, fang reptile creature. I just clicked on the link for that to see if there's any information about it, and there's nothing. Uh, a creature lived inside the Sarkanol on an identified planet. It possessed gray skin, red eyes, sharp teeth, claws, and a long tail. That's hardly any good information. That sucks. Um, Endangered species. There you go. In a, in a far uh, way. Exactly. <laughs> Could be anything. Jeez. Inside yeah. the treasure, hunters discover etchings, which GNO recognizes as markings to the entrance of Sakura Nal. When Record queries, she explains that the legend of Sakura Nal predates the Jedi and that the treasure known as the Heart of the Mountain lies inside. Omega asks how they get in, and Gionoa explains that it's pattern and that they need to align the symbols in the right order. Uh, Wrecker helps move a beam which causes the circular floor pattern to descend. Uh, a large ball of rock seals the entrance, trapping them inside. So they trigger the, a booby trap, it sounds like. Hunter is upset because sh she's trapped them in, but she you know, reassure, reassures Hunter that there's always a way out. O Omega realizes that they may have misaligned the symbols. Um, using the compass, she realizes that some of the symbols are marked in purple. Chiano uh, gets Omega to put the compass on her lamp, which enables the clones to see the symbols better. Working together, they realign and open a doorway. Gianoa gets Mel to wait outside while, while they go, in, go on in. Um, Gianoa explains that the heart of the mountain is a rare crystalline stone, which is the key to an ancient power. Tech reports that his preliminary analysis of the minerals uh, in the stone slabs show that they, are, that they predate the Galactic Republic. He thinks that Fee has uncovered something. Before they can continue, the group are attacked by a large fang monster which grabs Wrecker. The clones fight back and free Wrecker. However, the retreating monster dislodges several rocks which separate Echo, Tech, and Wrecker from Hunter, Omega, and Gianoa. Echo tells Omega they are safe by a calm link, but they are unable to penetrate the falling rocks. And I thought this part coming up here was kind of interesting uh, in a way, but uh, it says here, Tech reports there are several adjacent tunnels and proposes using them to rendezvous with Gianoa and the others. And I always thought, well, how come they didn't see those tunnels before and why didn't they use them before? They got to go through the spots where all the traps and the contraptions are. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> They, they get to skip everything. That's just weird. That's like um, the, they're just snake tunnels. This creature is just a snake. Yeah, exactly. It's a uh, Gianoa's secret passage. Yeah. Gianoa yeah. says they will continue looking for treasure and reassures Hunter and Omega and the others they will be fine. Hunter leads the group through the tunnel and Gianoa and Omega spot some more markings above the tunnel and try to warn Hunter. Uh, he fails and falls into a hole, but using a grappling cable, Gianoa and Omega pull him into safety. Omega thinks that they need to find a way 
to walk across the ceiling, and Hunter is skeptical about continuing with the treasure hunt, but Gianoa is relaxed, saying the adventure reminds her of a quest track down the uh, Belmont Diam. While the adults... Let's see what the Belmont Diam is. There's a link there. Oh, there's some information. What's the Belmont Diam? The Belmont Diam is an artifact tracked down by pirates um, on a treasure hunt. Encounter an entrance to H weapon. Oh, it doesn't say anything really what it is. It's just a uh, artifact. artifact she tracked down. And, and she talks about it in the uh, episode. Great. It's a treasure. I'm going to stop, stop clicking on these links. Uh, adults discuss, while well, the adults discuss the quest, Omega finds that her compass fits in a lock, into the lock, which causes the similar circular tunnel to rotate to form a bridge. Uh, through Omega's determination, the bridge is safe to cross. Omega is unable to retrieve the compass out of the lock. Um, Giano explains that the Sarkanal has reclaimed the compass. Hunter grumbles about having to leave, having to navigate the tunnels without the compass, but Gianoa reassures him that that's why they have her. Uh, meanwhile, Tech finds something is interfering with his scanners. Wrecker sensors movement but Echo thinks it's in his head. They soon reunite with Omega, Hunter, and Gianoa outside a circular vault door. Gianoa unlocks the door, which opens uh, to a deep vault where the heart of the mountain lies below. Uh, Gianoa walks over to the stone and structure and retrieves the diamond. However, removing the heart of the mountain triggers the structure's security mechanism, which seals them in the seals the entrances outside a light a bright beam of light explodes from the mountain and mel flees as a giant saran shaped machine emerges from the mountain the clones and gianoa find that the treasure vault is actually a giant war machine that emits a high amount of energy tech proposes returning the heart of the diamond to its power place in order to deactivate the machine uh, Gino is, of course, unwilling to give up her treasure, but Hunter counters that if the machine destroys their ship, they will be trapped on the planet forever. Uh, Gino agrees, but warns that they owe her a debt for the treasure loss. The Fang monster breaks into the command center, causing the heart of the mountain to fall down a hole. Uh, Gino heads down the hole to retrieve it, while the Bad Batch fight the monster. Gianoa almost falls out of the giant machine, but Hunter pulls her to safety. The giant machine unleashes a blast of energy that scorches the surrounding landscape, and Mel tries to flee, but is incinerated by the beam. Omega fires her energy bow at the monster while Wrecker pulls it towards the window. At Wrecker's instruction, uh, Omega shoots the window open, and Wrecker hurls the beast out. Tech tries, tries to regain control of the machine before it can turn its beam on the Marauder. Hunter passes Tech and Omega the heart of the mountain. Uh, it doesn't say how he does it, but he, he puts it into um, 
a mechanism on the on the ship there, and it uh, immediately the machine uh, shuts down, and the stone begins to melt, triggering a self-destruct mechanism. The clones in Gianoa cling to safety as the machine crashes in onto the hill. Following their escape, Tech remarks that this adventure puts them 2-0 for treasure hunting, even with professional help. Omega assures them that they have found the heart of the mountain, proving the authenticity of the legend. And uh, while heading back to the ship, Hunter remarks that at least nobody can use the weapon again. Omega apologize, apologizes for the loss of Mel, but Gianoa assures her that she has stored Mel's memory on the ship's databank. She hopes to have Mel rebuilt before they head to Vadine. When Mel queries, Gianoa claims that she has a lead on an ancient chalice that once belonged to the kingdom of Elways. You know, like... Uh, Brad Elway, John Hunter, John Elway, those guys, famous <laughs> Eli. Oh, no, <laughs> Hunter is skeptical about embarking on another tour, but Omega is mesmerized. The clones and Gino depart on the Marauder, and that's when our credits roll. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. All right. So, what'd you think about that? Well, I didn't, I didn't give you much breaks there, but oh no, you're good. Compared to last week, this was like a ten. <laughs> it was much better. Um, last snoozer this week at late at least kept you kind of interested. So yeah, 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 it, it was. Is that um, how does how does uh, Wanda Sykes's character uh, Fee, I guess, how does she know so much? How does she know so many of these treasures? So, especially well, if they're that old. Yeah, I mean, if that's what she does all the time, maybe she, uh, you know, researches some. Maybe she's actually a an archaeologist. I don't, I don't know. She's a future um, Jones. Yeah, and there was uh, there was lots of talk on Twitter about. Uh, uh, Indiana Jones finally getting into Star Wars um, through the Bad Batch. Yeah, true. There's there was parents. there was there was a lot of references and stuff to Indiana Jones in there, um, which I'm sure you noticed tiny a little bit there. Like, wait a minute, I've heard that before or something. Yeah. So episode, uh, it was a uh, it was good episode. It was just kind of interesting that planet, you know, like. Is that how it was destroyed and who destroyed it? And the fact that she knew that it was actually predated the Jedi. So. Yeah. I and I, I just think that's part of, you know, she's seen stuff that's predated the Jedi before. Maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, um, I guess a question could be uh, who, who are the people that uh, managed the machines or, you know, what, what was it before? <laughs> Yeah. Um something like that. I don't know. I'll think of it here in a little bit. But um yeah, I thought it was a pretty good episode, really. It was uh I thought um in the beginning I was probably gonna be let down a little bit because it was uh 
you know, another kind of filler episode, I let's just say. Yeah. Um, because we we didn't really get any uh, you know, building of any of the legend or anything at all during this episode. It was more just fun stuff, right? Um yeah. for sure. Exactly. So I'm going to push this feedback button. Whoops. <laughs> Pushed it twice. Whoops. Um, because uh, we don't really have any feedback, um, but I pushed it because I want to talk about, you know, how much interaction we're getting on different sites and stuff a little bit. We've done it before. Um, uh, like a good example. So uh, through, I manage um, most of the podcasts through um, Google Podcasts. Um, that's where I put it first, and it kind of um, uses that to filter out to everything else. Um, there's there is a certain s- site that I used in the beginning to go to all the other different locations that we are at, um, but I've gone in and kind of individually reclaimed most of those back, so I'm not using that site anymore. But um, so on Google, um, we we're averaging still about. Um, uh, three to eight plays a week, which is, um, it's okay. It's not great, of course, but um, the, the weird part about um, what I see on Google is um, people aren't playing our most recent episodes. They're playing older episodes. <laughs> so nobody's, nobody's caught up. Um, the last episode that was played is um, an episode we did about the Phantom Menace. Um, and several uh, on Tales of the Jedi and a couple on Andor. So it's like people are catching up and they want to, you know, what did I miss here? Let me watch, listen to a podcast or something kind of thing. Um, and yeah, let's see. Shows and then they're catching up on what people have posted. Exactly. Um, a couple... So here's um, top searches that have brought people to our uh, our podcast website in some fashion, and the, one of the top ones is uh, this Romar Adele. Um, you remember the episode uh, episode two or something? Maybe maybe it was the first one where the old guy was in it. Yeah, yeah. the first two. We've got five different pe- five different times which is not a lot still, but five different times people search for that and come to our website. Um, Interesting. uh, Yeah, kind of. Um, And I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Um, You know, I do these polls all the time and nobody really answers them except for us every once in a while. Um, But we get a lot of traffic on them. Like, um, yeah, the first episode, uh, the poll for that was, uh, what's in the trunk that fee takes after the bad batch brings it to Sid and, uh, over 24 people saw that, uh, poll, um, you know, 20 people saw the one, uh, after that, uh, where captain Wilco went over the edge of the dam, that one, that one episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so on and so on. 
um, on Spotify. Uh, we've got uh, still got three followers, um, 11 re regular re listeners. Um, 26 people have started at least uh, one episode of ours uh, so far, which um, that number hasn't really changed. And on the Indian site, Jayo Savin, I believe, we're averaging uh, four to two to four um, plays of our podcast a week. Um, and right now they're scattered all over that India. They're, they're you know, India is pretty big anyway, but they're all over the place. They're in Bangalore, Mumbai, um, Rapid Pipala, I don't know how, Adamadabad. Um, they're all over the place. Um, let's see. I want to check up the episodes themselves to see if they've listened to any other recent episodes. Here we go. No recent episodes of The Bad Batch, but we have at least one of the Tales of the Jedi. And what was the one before? Andor's got several, three or four episodes that have been listened to. Um, we're on Apple Music, but nobody ever listens to us on Apple Music at all. And um, let's skip to YouTube. So YouTube, um, our last episode, one that we all hated. Um, 24 people have, have viewed our video version of it. Um, maybe half of those are us because it, it doesn't count. It, it counts uh, views and not unique views. So if you go in and look at it briefly, you know, once a day or something, it counts that. Um, the episode before, Solitary, Solitary Clone got 17. Um, and yeah, so that's pretty much enough of the the boring stat stuff. But uh, I just thought it was important to bring up. Maybe uh, people can tell others to join in as well, and we can get some real feedback going here. Um, share with your friends. Share, share with your friends. Is caring. Sharing is caring. Yeah. So on that topic, we have. Uh, three or four different ways you can send us feedback. Um, on our website, we have a link to um, a form you can fill out with feedback and send that to us. Um, questions of the week have a spot where you can put comments on there after you've um, answered the question. Um, yeah, so you can also go to the YouTube video and put comments in there. And um, we have an email, uh, feedback at kylesrohanson.us. You can also send feedback to. Um, and, of course, social media. Uh, there's links on the website for that, too. Um, anything else you got about the episode? No, I, I, uh, I enjoyed this one better than the last one. Uh, I think things are – I think maybe we're, we're getting ready to uh, – a little build have a little build up i think you know they're setting us up a little excitement coming what i don't know but something's gonna i think break. so too i think so too and and you can kind of tell they since they've already released all the titles of the episodes yeah you can kind of tell a little bit from that um and I'll, I'll i'm bringing it up right now but i'm gonna kind of tell you what they are and you can kind of 
guess that there is going to be some excitement. Um, all right, January 25th is the one we just watched, Entombed. And then it goes, the next episode is called Tribe, um, February 1st. And then February 8th, we get two episodes the same day. Uh, the Clone Conspiracy and Truth and Consequences are the two episodes Ooh. there. Yeah, so that sounds interesting. And I, I remember if I mentioned before that I think that um, it's possible that Crosshair is going to uh, join back up with our team. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm wondering if it's going to happen around that time. There's Because uh, it goes on. The episode after that is The Crossing, um, Retrieval, uh, Metamorphosis, and so on and so on. And the last episode of the season is called Plan 99, um, which is interesting since we're Clone Force 99. Um, but uh, I, I think it all comes together and we all, you know, we've had a whole season really not, with Crosshair not being, well, more than a whole. The first season was, you know, half of it. He was without, we were without Crosshair too yeah. on the team. Um, I think Crosshair could be a really valuable uh, part of the team, you know, even though he's all about uh, following orders and such. Well, but, so uh, the last episode that we really saw him, that was kind of what we were left with him hanging. Like, is he questioning his loyalty to the Empire? Is he questioning his loyalty to his teammates? So then we have a very boring episode, and then we kind of have this one that kind of picks things up. So, yeah, I'd say we're we're at least leading into something that well, there's going to be some interaction, what that interaction is going to be. I don't know, but my money is on. Yeah. He, he joins the team. Yeah. Um, well, you also remember that, uh, you know, Rampart wasn't very happy to hear that the, the rest of Clone Force 99 was still around. Yeah. Um, which, uh, you know, basically means that Rampart doesn't trust him as much anymore. Um, cause he already told them and they were dead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think there's something coming. I think, um, you know, Rampart obviously sees him as a threat, uh, especially since he told, uh, Palpatine that they were already gone. Yeah. Well, he can't, yeah. The trust thing, he can't trust him. Can't believe him. And, uh, I think the, the captain or yeah, we'll see captain. Cody, right? Is that right, Captain? Yeah. Cody, I think was a little yeah. foreshadowing of like letting us see that even though he's not conflicted necessarily, there is a hinge or a twinge of conflict going on internally. Yeah. I, I think honestly what's going to happen is uh, Rampart decides he can't trust him anymore at all and uh, tries to target Crosshair. And, yeah. and take him out, basically. And obviously, Crosshair is is very skilled and um, pretty much has to escape to to get away. Well, uh, can, his, can, fake his death or whatever. Yeah, he can shoot. You know, the stormtroopers can't. So there we go. We know exactly. how that. Exactly. Ding ding ding. One shoot, shot, shoot, shoot. One shot. One kill with Crosshair. Exactly. Yeah, From. I think it'll it, how it plays out. I don't know. So I don't either. I mean, there's rumors that there's going to be another season. Um, 
And actually, the rumors include two seasons, but I think um, they've said that they don't want to do more than four seasons of it. Um, yeah. And they're going to basically decide each season what they're going to do. But um, I also wanted to bring up something, too, because um, it's possible. See, we're in a time period. Um, 19 years after the Battle of Yavin, which is after Return of the Jedi, I believe, um, that uh, there's another force out there in uh, in play. So, um, basically, in the absence of Palpatine, you know, I've talked about it before, there's this uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn that kind of yeah. takes over. And he takes over most of the you know, stormtroopers and all that, um, and does his own little thing. Um, he doesn't, I don't know, try to rule the, the galaxy or whatever, I guess, but he does sort of, you know, he enjoys the power kind of thing, but, um, there's also a chance that, uh, you know, Crosshair could introduce him too. Who knows? Yeah, um, true. Rumor is though that he's not going to be he's going to be introduced on the so the Ahsoka show instead of this show, but they could surprise us, I guess. You know, there could be some overlap. You know, if if they do this as a one more season overlap next season or at the end of the season, and who knows? Yeah, the 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 uh, the grand scheme that. Um, the producers and, and writers of these, this, the, all these shows have, you know, Dave Filoni and uh, John Favreau is that they, um, all the shows are building to a, an end um, that will be like a reveal of a new show. Yeah. Um, and the speculation is, is, is um, it's all, it's all about uh, Thrawn or it's, or it could be about, um, you know, Luke Skywalker doing his uh, retraining of the Jedi thing or something, which, I mean, I don't know which is, which would be better. Thrawn is probably better because they're probably more action. Uh, training Jedi is maybe boring. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, there's all kinds of speculation about that stuff. And, and rumors. What's the goal for Omega? You know, like, what's her purpose? Yeah, so. and that's kind of what I'm thinking. So, I think that, um, see, we're in also in the time frame when, uh, you know, Boba Fett comes out of the ground and stuff too. Yeah. Um, we're, we're a little after that, but, um, he's around Boba Fett continues to, um, let's say be the, uh, mayor of the, the town he's in through Jabba's, Jabba's palace, you know, warlord, whatever you want to call it. Um, he continues to be that for a while. Um, so, you know, they could meet up and like, oh, brother and sister, you know. Um, could so, be. Yeah. Um, and, and we don't know. We don't know if um, Boba Fett was actually born before Omega, even though they are twins. You know, maybe the the eggs weren't fertilized at the same time kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we don't know. Not, not full. Yeah. 
anyway, uh, let's, that's enough talk there. And, um, I think I'm going to do the question of the week about, um, where is Sid? Um, unless you can come up with something better. No, I got nothing, man. I threw my yeah, question out. I should have saved one of them, but. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There wasn't a lot to gather from the episode because it was all kind of contained within itself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where was Sid? Um, all right. So, like I said, the next episode is Tribe. And uh, we'll be uh, back around the same time doing the same thing. So. Let me push this exit button here. Thank you for listening to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's https colon backslash backslash rabrkyledrickinson.us That's r-a-b-r dot k-a-i-l-e-j-o-h-a-n-s-e-n dot u on the left hand side is a navigation menu you can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet and we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts please participate by connecting to our social media answering questions of the week or submitting feedback directly from the site again all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at R A B R K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S. This podcast in no way is approved, sponsored, or owned by Lucasfilms LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. All opinions are solely owned by Kyle and or Scott, and in no way express the views or opinions of their past or present employers. Views and opinions are not supported or restricted by Lucasfilms, LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or any or other use of this podcast and its affiliate sites without consent of Super Duper Podcast Network and its host is prohibited. I am Kyle Johnson, and this is Andrew Scott. Say goodbye now. Bye bye. Again, Andrew's gone, and he's probably going to be gone next week, too. So hopefully Rick can come back. Hopefully. Thank Rick. Hopefully. It's getting busier. Well, 